1: What's going on GI Nation? This is Vlad, and we are back on the Generation Iron Podcast. Today's guest is no stranger to Generation Iron. Uh, We met a few years back, and since then we've always had a pleasant conversation, and it's always a fun time. He came on the scene a few years ago, um, a picture uh, leaked of him, basically, when he was uh, preparing dinner in the White House, and everybody saw him and were just amazed. Um, of how jacked he was, um, and his picture started going everywhere. It went viral. Um, he was invited to the top, you know, TV shows in the country because everybody was amazed at his physique. And then, of course, we learned much more about him, uh, about his time in the military, about his time, you know, coming from the south, overcoming a lot of issues, overcoming a lot of obstacles in his life. And you know, we covered a lot of that in the interview. Um, and then I haven't seen him since the pandemic started. And then we decided to talk again. And I found that he has a book coming out, a lot of different TV projects, and it's really blowing up outside of the fitness industry. So I'm very happy to bring back to the Generation 9 podcast, Mr. Chef Rush. Chef Rush, how you doing, man?
0: Hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Long time. Good to see you, man. How you been? You as well. Looking great. <laughs> You're
1: looking great, man. Look at you. How you been, man? Everything good? Good, brother. Good. Good blessed always I was looking forward to this interview man because last time we spoke I think it was 2019 before the pandemic even hit remember that
0: yeah it was I think it was actually right here yeah
1: yeah yeah, absolutely
0: yeah 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 so
1: what's been going on with you first of all how, how, how are you feeling
0: how was 2020 for you oh, through the whole madness you know 2020 was actually picked up like crazy for me because of uh everything went virtual so my platform, as you know, I'm kind of like a mutt. I'm in the fitness, the military, chefing, cooking. So I just, I still was just busy as hell, right? Uh, matter of fact, since January of this year, I've, it's been a blessing. I've been all over the freaking place, man. I've been a... Uh, I just wrote my book uh, with Harper Collins, uh, which is a big deal. That's huge, Harper Collins is one of the biggest, for those who don't know, it's one of the biggest publishing houses. Exactly, exactly. Put a lot of faith in me and I actually was gonna be politically correct on the book and just said it, you know, and I just went all out. No, seriously, you know, I did like you did. (laughs) I was just (laughs) like, you know what? (laughs) I'll be looking for a job, (laughs) but who cares? I'm gonna gonna, the truth will set you free. So what is the book about?
1: Tell me about the book. What is it? What's
0: the... Uh, the book went deep, brother. I went, Um, I, I talked about, it's a memoir and biography. So I went actually, I did something I would never do, especially because you know my platform, especially with the suicide awareness. I talk about everything from being blown up in 9-11 to some of the stuff that happened in a hypothetical way, uh, from the White House to the military leadership, toxic leadership, to me almost killing people, to people getting killed, to sexual trafficking, to pedophiles, to racism to growing up having nothing poor as hell from me working out in uh, Mississippi to not having any weights at all, you know, from the Arnold Schwarzenegger to, I mean, it's just, it it, it literally is 12 chapters, and it went so fast, it was so much that even the people at HarperCollins were like, it was like, we got another two or three books, they were like, what the hell, because people, they, the, out of the words, the editor's words said that People are not gonna believe this book is real because there's no, you know, how you'll read a book and sometimes it's like, you know, one, two chapters kind of go down and picks back up. Uh, And now this is me on the outside looking in. After I read the book and I was, who was this guy? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, but it talked about a lot of hard stuff uh, that people try to, especially in the political world, they try to deny. And I kind of called a lot of people out. Not, of course, not using mm-hmm. names, but I, I did call people out as far as accountability, you know, and about what I believe in and how I believe in certain things that I do. So uh, I, I, I I, was honored to do that for HarperCollins. I mean, like I said, they put a lot of trust and they gave me a lot of money for it, you know, to do that. You know, I also have a cookbook coming after this. They actually even said they, they're they like, no, nah, we want the cookbook after this book. We want to hear about you first because you don't talk about yourself. You don't tell enough. People always wonder why. You, you know that already about me. I mean, I'm, you know, it's simple. When is your book coming out? What, what, what month? So, uh, it's on pre-orders right now. It's on Amazon for pre-order, but it's coming out March 1st of 2022. I also got a show coming up next month, uh, taping for the Food Network. So it's been crazy, bro. (laughs) That's
1: amazing, bro. I'm so, I'm so proud of you, man. Um, now you mentioned growing up in Mississippi, right? What was the hardest part about growing up in Mississippi when you were a kid?
0: Growing up in Mississippi, uh, you didn't have, (laughs) I mean, there was nothing around. I mean, uh, People don't understand demographically. Everybody has opportunities. Being here in L.A., being in Mississippi, my opportunities were about that much. Being here in L.A., they're this much. And I'm talking about demographically as a kid. You know, it was like, hey, you can grow up and be on a railroad or you can grow up and do something, but was absolutely nothing. You didn't have a lot of options when I was growing up in Mississippi. Um, and I, I try to tell people they need to be have a little humility about that because some people who made it just didn't and other people that didn't and the people that struggled to make it. Those are the ones that's worked the hardest, and I know that I worked hard. I worked harder than the next person. I didn't have a re, I, I didn't have a choice but to because I was always denied. I was always from the background. Not only me, everybody else that goes along with it. And not saying just in Mississippi, but I'm just saying it's gonna be like that for everyone anywhere you are. It's up to you to put that effort into it to make that happen. So I mean, I, I have no excuses about that because life was hard, and my my father, uh, like I said again, when I. Was um, I could walk. He put me to work, and he taught me the values of hard work. And to this very day, I am still the hardest worker in the room. And that's not me being cocky or or anything. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's amazing. Now, what's interesting? You know, you came on a scene. I, I forgot what year it was. Maybe 2017, right? After I discovered you from from pictures going viral from the White House, right? When you were you were part of the dinner. And that kind of like after that, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like everything transpired for you um, and like a different thing started happening. Now, was that the case or were you already like doing things in the social media space before that?
0: So, no, I was not doing in social media space. Uh, People don't know that I wasn't we weren't allowed to have social media. I didn't have social media. I didn't know what Twitter was, Instagram. All those different things that just didn't happen. Now, was I doing things in my space in the military? Was I doing the same things that I was doing now? Yes, on a very, very small, minute scale in that inner circle as I was working in the military. <clears throat> and the, the point being is, you know, you get people to go viral. Um, doesn't mean you're going to be successful. You know, I had people who went viral and they're like, Chef, how did you keep this going? What did you do? And I'm going to be honest with you, I did it myself. I had to study it. <sighs> Being a, a logistician and being a person that um, <laughs> being a person that actually I'm a very realistic person. I'm my worst I'm my worst critic, I'm also my biggest supporter right? So I have to look at things from the inside out. I can't always be right. I have to look at what I'm doing, how it transpires, and how I can get people to motivate other people. If you know my platform with the suicide awareness, with kids, with bullying, with uh, women rights, with tra- sexual trafficking, all those different things, a lot of those are big stigmas that people don't want to hear. You know, I'm a big guy, of course. I mean, I've lost some weight since then. But, uh, you know, doing it 2,222 push-ups and people are like, show me the push-ups. I'm not showing sure you. <laughs> the reason why I don't have to show you is because if you don't get down and do them with me, we can do them together. But don't just talk to me and press these buttons saying about it. If you're going to give me something to share with other people to give back, then we can have a conversation. Otherwise, we can't. So with the social media thing, I stayed up literally all day and night. It was a decision that actually came from my mother who said uh, who was very religious, said it was fine. um, uh, divine intervention, you know, it was meant to happen. And it's up to you to see what you want to do with it and how you want to do with it. Because honestly, when I did do it, I hid. That's what I was taught to do in the military and social. It's like, hey, you're supposed to be not seen, not heard. Just do your job and do it diligently. And that's what I told all my guys to do, right? Even though I knew, and I tell people this very day, I can give you everything I have, my platform, my followers and my thing, and you would fail, you would fail. You will fail because you're not me. And people have to understand that. Uh, it, it's nothing, social media is the best tool in the world. It's also me, the worst tool in the world. So I love social media because I can reach hundreds of thousands, millions of people, which I have. And I'm very fortunate and grateful of it. But I also can have people that can use it for, you know, different different situations. I mean, everything now is about views and likes and who can get the most out of it. Was it easy for you to learn social media? Like, did it come natural? Or- Hell no, <laughs> natural. You're talking about a baby trying to uh, stop from not even just skip crawling and walking to go into a marathon. So no, because it was just a whirlwind of everything. And people don't understand, people don't know, I do all of my social media myself, everything. One hundred percent me. Which you know, people find it out. I've had some social media experts here, that like who handles your social media. I'm like, I do everything, one hundred percent. I do my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, my LinkedIn, and they all different personalities. They all offer something different, you know. And it's sometimes it's very extremely hard because you can be on there twenty four seven. You're trying to get the next like. You're trying to get the next views. Especially when you go to things trying to get monetary from YouTube and all those different things. I, I have no wants and needs off of social media as far as, like, let me try to get all these sponsors or whatever. I do have a need where I say, if I'm doing the right thing, it's noticed. If, I'm not, if, I, if it's not noticed, I'm still doing the right thing. That's the way it's going to be.
1: Now, your friends are Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am. You guys did a lot of projects together. You know, he always supports you. You support him. So, I got to ask you about the situation that, that happened with him. Um, a couple of weeks ago, he was being interviewed about mask mandates and COVID, and he said some things. Where he 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 expressed his opinion, and then suddenly in the bodybuilding industry, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, started saying he's an American, taking his posters down, um, things of that nature. But Some people dropped sponsorships um, against Arnold Classic. Now, what do you think about what he said, and what do you think about some of the reactions from the people
0: in the fitness industry? <laughs> So I'll make this very clear and very simple, right? In the military, in the military, and not even before the military, in my personal life, I'm a loyal person, right? Integrity, leadership, honor, all those different things. If my kid or if my friend, as you as my friend, you said something, I'm not going to dismiss you right whether you said it right wrong or you said it out of anger or however it may be then that's on you am i going to dismiss you 100 percent absolutely not right now a lot of those people that said things are friends of mine also that's why it's called freedom freedom of speech freedom of rights freedom of everything to make this very simple is that i had COVID. i had COVID, and i also canceled three different trips to go and see military A thousand members here. I I had a trip where I could see I had to go uh, to back to D.C. and feed um, and give out supplies to a few thousand kids and military members. Here's the deal. Right. I said I cannot put them in harm's way. Even though, whether my beliefs are saying I have a mask on or not having a mask or getting a vaccine or not vaccine, that's my right. Everybody has their personal opinion to do whatever they want to do. But me, if I would have said, you know what, I don't have to wear a mask, I can go out there and still do this and do that because I'm Chef Rush. I can do whatever I want to do. I would have been a smuck, right? Or whatever it's called. I don't know. Whatever it says, smuck. <laughs> no, actually, I would have been just because it's not right. I'm not taking up for Arnold Schwarzenegger, or I would take it up for the people that actually did it. Because in the military, if me and you have an argument, like me and whatever, I don't just dismiss you. I don't go and tear everything off the wall and say I'm doing this or doing that. I support, I support everyone on that part of it. Now, the people that did the things that they did. That's, that's them. That's their personal right. That's their personal reason. That's why it's called freedom of speech. That's why it's called freedom of rights. The only thing from my interpretation, and I'll be very clear about this, because I know I'll get backlash from this, I've heard a billion things a thousand times worse. Been in politics for the last. 20 years, been in the military for the last years. I mean, for God's sake, you talk talking about freedom of speech. Sometimes I feel like I had somebody who said something and put a thousand bots on me that called me racist names. Is that freedom of speech to call me whatever they did? Have you ever heard me say it, Well, I've been oppressed for 400 years and this, this. It, there's nothing about that. There's black and white and every other color that goes along with it. We're all family. We have that right. But to say something where it's taken out of context, whether it be or, not a, or the way he addressed it, that's him right? I can't tell him how to say it. He can only say what he's going to say the same way you can or any the way they handle their situation. It's not about that. It's about doing the right thing, because if I went around kids, if I went around older people, even my own kids and things like that, it would be the wrong thing to do, even even no matter what I believed in. So, honestly, honestly that's all I have to say about that. I mean, um, I, I thought it was very... Uh, um, <laughs> you know, I honestly, I mean, I look back there, that, that flag that was over in Iraq, and I look at the stuff that's going on in Afghanistan, and I, I, I see all these men and women that are lost. Like, I did a post the other day, you know, talking about the men from, uh, and women from the, the Marines, and I had people coming on there um, talking about, screw your freedom, screw your freedom, screw this, screw this. And I was like, are you actually, are you stupid? Are you just out of your mind? Men and women lost their lives and you want to say something to start something. But it'll be different if it was your family, if it was somebody that you love, it was somebody we're so complacent and entitled now, right? Freedom of speech is is, is is what it is, you know, but if you go into an airport and they tell you to put that mask on, guess what you're going to do? You're going to put that mask on and you're not going to fly. You know your freedom is taken away if you run that light. Guess what? And the cops see you. It's taken away. That's just a that's just a simple matter of fact of it. You know, so don't get mad that I'm saying this. <laughs> or if you do get mad, I'm saying it. Then that's your freedom to do so. And that's my freedom of not to care. And that's my freedom to block you and keep on going because <laughs> right, that's right. what I do now. Because I don't waste time.
1: Now, you you and Eric the trainer, <laughs> right? You guys are uh, great friends, and you became involved yep, with Mr. you became involved with Mr. America competition. Yep. Uh, for those who don't know, talk about Mr. America competition and your involvement with that.
0: Oh man, Mr. America, I had the privilege of going there. I think, what was it, last year, the year before, Mr. America, um, blew my mind. You know, they had been gone for a long time. They're back now. Uh, Eric, the trainer, if people don't know him, uh, you need to look him up. I mean, he's absolutely, uh, he's actually one of the main reasons why I'm here in L.A. Um, and uh, doing the things that I'm doing. So I, I give him all homage and that loyalty, of course. But Mr. America, they're pushing out, and they're going bigger and better this year. I mean, it's going to be uh, uh, huge. It's the NPC, of course, and people understanding that. And you know there's this thing where you talk about fitness, and we got to kind of keep it in line because that's the natural and whatever i and i'll tell you again vlad i'm not in that world so i don't know uh but i know i've been every time i see on generation Iron, there's somebody that's passing away or something that's happened in the industry or something of the sort and telling people to kind of care guard themselves and be aware and acute of it but uh mr america is going to be absolutely outstanding uh this year we got a few people there i think michael hearn is going to be there this year as well uh erica trainer yep are you going to yeah, I'll be I'll be there also. Uh, it'll be televised, uh, so uh, it's probably went up maybe a thousand percent, and it's it's nice to see it going that way from when it first started. They were just getting off their toes, but now they're in a full fledged sprint. So I I, I love that. And it's going to bring out a whole different audience also, a whole different spectrum of people and thought and process and mindsets.
1: Absolutely. And you mentioned televised. Yeah, it's 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 pretty, It's the only show that's going to be on uh, national cable, uh, national. CBS, yep. CBS Sports. Exactly. It's huge. It's huge for bodybuilding. Now, you mentioned uh, concern over deaths in bodybuilding, right? Um, I want to get your take on it because, obviously, do, do you think is a, a problem in bodybuilding or do you think it's because it's being reported? You know what I'm saying? Like prior to that, maybe there was no platforms that reported on these deaths. Now they're being reported, and you know maybe that's why people are concerned. No, no,
0: no, 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 I, no, no, I, no. One hundred percent. I think reporting it is the the right thing. I rather be informed than misinformed, right? If informed, hey, this is what's happening. It'll make me or others take a look and step back and say why, regardless of what the cause may be or how it may be in a lifestyle. Because people look at these guys that's in, 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 in and and women in supreme physical health and shape and say, wow, what are they doing that I'm doing, or does it align or how it align? Now, I'm saying that because I'm taking out all of anything else. I'm taking out any type of supplementations. I'm taking out all those different things. I'm talking about lifestyle. You know, things are so much different now. So <clears throat> again, I can't speak on anything as, as far as intake. I don't know about that world I, I, I can test on that. I'm dumb as <laughs> and I'm not even going to try to play with you on that end. Um, I wish I could, but I'm not.
1: You know, Mister America is a, actually it's a drug tested show. Exactly. Uh, and they, you know, the the promoter, you know, Mark, is very big on that. I mean, the, the whole team, the whole the whole team is pu- putting it together. Um, and I guess the main thing is, you know, bodybuilding world will it give it support? You know what I mean? Um, I know, obviously, guys like you and and, Sh- and Eric and everybody else supporting it. You know the question is are people going to be like well you know it's natural it's not going to be as impressive versus other shows you know what i'm saying that's that's my biggest question do you, do you think it's going to it's going to break through and the fans are going to like respond to it well
0: you know it, it 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 is what it is and you know the one thing that i'll say and put on another side a flip side of it is is that you know actually reporting on um, deaths that's happening in the industry. And, and and I think in the last, I can't recall, but we were just talking about in the last 30 or 60 days, it was X amount. You can answer that question for me, but I know it's X amount. The one thing that you don't want to happen is that it takes a turn for the worse, where people started in the media, you know, when I say big media, start looking at it and shunning it, saying, here's what's happening. And then you look at the kids, And now that's my main platform is the kids, the kids or going to the realization. And I've had kids as young as 12 years old ask me about, hey, chef, are you you on this? Are you on that? What can I take or what can I do? And I'm like, are you seriously? You know, that's the kind of mindset. And that's the whole thing. And now when I say that to you, is that by all means, all of my friends, whoever is doing whatever they're doing, I have no idea. I don't even care right like i said and i'll tell you as long as they're doing it responsibly and what they're doing or what however that's not my concern my concern is that part that we're talking about but there it should be a collaboration and support on both sides of it i know everybody wants to be bigger better stronger and they want to look at the most biggest guy that's 350 pounds compared to the guy that's 150 pounds that's ripped as much that put in that actual work as well so it is what it is on that side of people decide on which side would you go me personally I go both sides. I like both sides of the spectrum. I mean, I'm at two fifty some or sixty some right now, and I can get up three hundred naturally. So that's what I can do, but that's that puts in the work at the same time. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm.
1: I wanted to ask you because I know last time we did an interview, right? Uh, I know you have a bar at your house, at your home. You have a, I do. You're a bar. Uh, you're a wine expert as well, so you enjoy you enjoy having a drink here and there, right? Um, yeah. What is what is your take on how to how to you know balance your life with having a drink and also work out and be healthy. Like what is the rule on that? Like, I mean, how, how many drinks a week do you think a person can have? Or like, what's the, is I hear somewhere it's healthy to drink wine every day in moderation, like a glass of wine. And
0: wine they say your wine, red wine, one a day. They say it's okay. Even, um, <laughs> um, even when you go and you you go to your, your treatment or however, and I'll be honest with you, I had at one point in time I had a situation like that. But I have PTSD, and it, all those things will collaborate together with PTSD, depression, anxiety, alcoholism, so many different things. And I found out being in those uh, in those facilities that uh, more things that I thought I could ever even wonder about, and that was alcoholism was one of those because a lot of the people that were in there they were being treated for two or three different things. And they say one a day is okay. Uh, At one point in time, when I was at my worst, I was drinking. And what they did for me was uh, they gave me these pills, which makes drinking just terrible for you. Right. But that was me at my worst, but still acting 100% functional and doing the things that I do. Right. So I have thousands of bottles of wine. I have hundreds of bottles of Top Chef liquors, and it's not a problem for me. I know how to balance that. If I have one, I wouldn't, I don't have one a day. Me, personally, I'll have one maybe a week or maybe one every month. I mean, I don't let that get involved with me like that. But what I do is um, if I'm going to do that, I have to make sure – that I do the right thing as far as my blood work and my levels check, seeing if it's going up or down or however, especially if you're taking some type of medication, alcohol and medication just does not mix and it can be lethal on that part. So that's the one thing that I will tell people and just not to become so complacent. You know, when they say, well, I'll drink two bottles of wine a day or I drink a bottle of wine a day. um, And it's a hard thing. Unfortunately, that was one of the complications with my brother before he passed away was uh, drinking. So. Oh man, I'm sorry
1: to hear that. Um, now you mentioned p uh, ptsd right and this from what i i, I understand it's a huge problem uh, especially for former military uh personnel right um how did you deal with it i mean you, you had to seek help in order to to kind of recover from it and does it ever come back is it is it a, is it a thing you have to constantly work on?
0: so there's no such thing as i had ptsd you know i've heard people say well i've had PTSD, psdto i'm like Shut the. Just be quiet. Just stop right then and there. There's no had, you know, and and people. It's a stigma that comes with PTSD, and that's one of the reasons why I came out as a big guy saying it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay not to get some type of support, right? Even now with the evacuation of um, and retreat of um, uh, Kabul uh the pt uh, the, the suicide hotlines for the military have went up astronomically right people don't understand how severe and how it affects other people the people that's on social media you think about the people that's not on social media they just look at the news and whatnot it, it's something that you know you have to i had to find my way i was in an inpatient for uh, six months another inpatient for six months i was an outpatient for a year and it was hard. And you, you're talking about somebody who's working at a 100%, 110% level as far as who I'm working for and how I'm working. It has to be functional. It's kind of like a, uh, they call it a functional alcoholic, right? Being a functional person with PTSD, you know, with a hair trigger. And I kept it that way until my very end to, I was called out by one of my senior leaders, a uh, general, who I got really upset because I saw... And he saw, and I actually kind of knew when I was tracking because I'm a big guy and I've done a lot of different things in my military career, Um, happy and not happy about, but I'm also, people don't know, I'm also a combative fighter and trainer. They think that I'm just a chef. I just look good in a chef's outfit, but in layman's term, I'll whoop your ass. (laughs) just joking. I'm not joking. But <laughs> it's serious because, it's serious because I I was actually snapping at the time and and it comes in different forms of fashion. And it doesn't have to come from war. It can come from it can come bullying. It can come from social media. It can come from sexual trauma. It can come from, you know, just overworking. It can come from so many different things and people process it differently. And some people unfortunately are just a little bit weaker. When I say weaker, is more sensitive than others some people don't know how to deal with it and sometimes you gotta be i mean even myself i still go to therapy i still at what i'm doing right now i still have to go to therapy and i still have to keep on my p's and q's because you never know me being in this platform which i would never be i'm an introvert i'm an intro extro so when i get on social media and i have thousands of people coming at me saying two hours of sleep and you're so-and-so and you're dear you're you this or you're inward or you're whatever i'm shaking because i'm like let me get a hold of them, <laughs> you know? That's my first, as a man, that's my first instinct, saying all these powers to me. So I have to keep myself in check. And so that's why I do so much to keep other people in check. And that's why I say that, you know, sometimes people need to think and think that it's their kids or their friends or their loved ones, parents, spouses, whoever, that may be going through something while they're the person that's attacking the next person, because you can save a life. It's just that simple.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you ever confronted a hater in person?
0: Have I ever confronted? You still see me here, right? (laughs) I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm just gonna be very, very, very frank with you. Uh, A situation happened to me where I did something and it's kinda like kinda with Arnold's situation where I said something and out of five hours of taping, they only took this much, right? I'm sorry? What did you say? so it's about me sleeping about you know doing t- i work a lot and when i say i work a lot people don't understand and and i'll be honest un- i'll be honest with you vlad i didn't know people until in the last couple years um didn't have the same work habits in the military law enforcement doctors people don't understand the sleep pattern or the sleep habits or however that work situation or even with ptsd or even if it's a medical issue right so if i eat a lot I have to eat a lot. If I sleep a little bit of time, that's whatever. But someone wanted to capitalize that off of that with um, social media and they did that. And that's not a problem. I understand social media, but what happened was somebody put thousands of bots, but that's not a problem either. But the only thing with the bots was that they had hate slurs and racial slurs that came with them. (laughs) And so the caveat that they said, I call them racist me a guy from mississippi called them racist because i said hey and finally what i did was i said to this person i dm i said hey get it social media your views whatever but i'm going to let you know something and i'm going to listen to me very carefully if one person because what i was getting i was getting threats for my to my kids to me and said i'm going to kill but you But because you of what people. because
1: you said you sleep two hours a day over that statement
0: <laughs> yes so so that's that yeah that's that's literally that's why Right, it was literally came from that, which I was like, how did this turn into racial slurs? No, Yeah, and I was confused. I'm like, how am I getting all these racial slurs from this? I mean, it was like, it just showed me how people are. I mean, it literally went, when I say thousands, I mean thousands, but then it went to the death threats. And then it went to this, I'm like, are you guys kidding me? And I said to the person, I said, hey, I get it, views, money, understood, but I say if one person Comes to me or my family, that's a wrap. And I'm going to make sure that you're held accountable for it. If one person, and I say people, don't come up to any celebrity or any person of influence, especially if you know they've been through a situation or whatever, if you're trying to, because you're going to get some little kid or somebody that's going to be like, want to be famous on social media, and they're going to walk up to a person. Don't ever walk up to me. I'm sorry, I don't care if you're 10 feet tall or 500 pounds, don't ever walk up to me in that type of form or fashion. It's just just not good because I could have my kids with me or I could be in a situation or it could be any type of form. And that's not me being threatening anyone. I'm just saying that's a reality because you never know what a person might do on social media. You never know what a person might have because... I mean, I'm uh, authorized to have these two guns. <laughs> Actually, I have authorized to have four. <laughs> but uh, it's just the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Social media is definitely a gift and a curse, right? That's what I keep mm-hmm. hearing from every everybody True. I talk to. It's just, it's it's very hostile place too. Like very very. Um, you know, negative place with the comments and everything.
0: It, it, it is, it is. But, you know, like I said, uh, again, that's an individual person. You know, and I, I don't understand why we have to be that way, why we have to stand alone and we have to tag team and group up on people so we can feel good about ourselves because we're insufficient or we can't work harder we can't get bigger we can't do the things. Won't you just put in the effort, put in the time, put in the work, right? Or turn that much effort you're doing into something positive. Start a business. I mean, hell, I'll show you how to show open an LLC or do your own nonprofit or do something that's going to be meaningful with your life. I even tell people all the time, and unfortunately, I get it from all demographics. I even get it from the military people who don't even know me. They're like, ah, oh, you know, Chef is so fake now. He's He's got a little this and got a little that. I'm like, you don't even know me. You, don't even, you haven't even looked at my platform or what I do because I only show this much on social media because I don't want to be the person like, oh, I want to have the kids. Oh, I want to have these people. I want to have these people. I don't do that. What I do is organic, and what I do is from the heart Will i make one cent or will i make a thousand dollars it doesn't matter as long as i'm doing what i'm supposed to do i'm okay with that i'm content with that and now my mindset is i don't worry about anybody on social media when they say oh, why are you blocking everybody because it's my freedom to block everybody i'm not going to waste my time talking to you anymore
1: yeah it's it's i agree 100 and you know it's interesting like you know obviously the bigger the person is the more comments they get or, or the more but it's like Sometimes they get the more hate too, and you know you have to you have to deal it's with true. it, I
0: guess, right? And it's just and sometimes if you just you you do the dumbest, you get the most out of it, you know. But if you do the most positive things, you get the least from it. So I try to figure out how I can be positive and get the most from it with doing things in a positive atmosphere where people realize because. As those people that are so confident or so cocky or so all over the top, if they use their platform instead of trying to get those likes and views and that monetary thing, which is fine with that, trust me, it's about life, it's about living and all that good stuff. But at the same time, if you could just take that 1% of that organic relationship and have it and put it to something positive, you can get so much more out of it, you know, self-right out of it, like literally you know, like you're doing, like Eric is doing, like even like Arnold was doing. I mean, it's I've seen Arnold do a million things that he don't he does he does not show on social media that people don't know. I had no idea. I'm thinking the governor, I'm thinking a movie star, I'm thinking a bodybuilder, but then I didn't know all the other things that he did under the radar that he asked for no accolades about or gets no no nothing from in return. Now again, that's not me taking up. That's just the truth of the matter. Just like yourself, we don't we don't have to go out and show everything we do. And even myself, people like, Chef, you need to show more of the stuff you're doing because you truly are organic with it. Like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to show that. I don't want to feel like I'm trying to exploit or whatever. But the truth of the matter is that I know I have to because at the same time, positive energy brings positive energy. You know, the Fe- energy feeds energy. And that's what it's all about.
1: What what did you think about twenty twenty Olympia and Big Rami winning? How did you feel about it? How did you feel about the whole competition and the and the place? Oh my play? God! You know
0: what? <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. That was uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, I, uh, Dan Solomon, who's a great friend, also Jig was um, they Dan he made miracles happen. Uh, first off, <laughs> we're from going from Vegas to Florida, uh, and that whole set they did that setup. I was there from the beginning to just kind of see it. Um, transpired from what it was to what it became, absolutely 100 percent incredible. I think it was one of the, the 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 biggest, most, and then it was also televised pay per view. Uh, it, it was just the hype, the, the the everything there was amazing, and of course. Um, Big Ramy came in in the best shape that he's ever been in by the time. You know, he came from that big, massive to that big, massive chiseled person that he he always has been, uh, that he could be. And uh, he deserved it. And it was just a a, a testament. I mean, you saw Phil that was there, Brandon. and you saw uh, uh, Bo. I mean, every, everything was everything was amazing about it. I, I loved it.
1: Do you think Rummy's going to repeat, repeat the win this year, and is going to continue, you know, running the the show for many years to come?
0: Well, that's that, that's a that, you know, usually they say that's how it goes. He starts the first one because what he did. I mean, Rummy already has a Rummy has already has a size to him, right? And when he cut it down and he just chiseled everything up. I mean, does he have the potential? Of course. You know, that's a no brainer. I mean, you, you look at this mass monster coming in and just chiseling away and he chiseled. He had it perfect chiseled now. And now imagine what he's going to do this year. Uh, just going all the way down with another 365 uh, to where he is today.
1: Uh, so, Chef, tell me one more time, because we spoke about it in the beginning. Tell me one more time about your upcoming book and
0: what can people expect from it? Um, they can expect drama. No, I'm joking. No, it, it's a real book. It's, it, the book is called Call Me Chef, Damn it! It's available on Amazon right now uh, for pre-orders. It comes out March the 1st. Uh, it's a memoir biography, and it just goes over a whirlwind from the bodybuilding industry to military to uh, 9-11 to, to, to uh, White House to racism to overcoming poverty, sexual trafficking, um, Just uh, It's just a mixing pot of emotions that went inside of this book that I thought I would never do uh, and I never wanted to do, but I knew it had to be a must to do it. So uh, I'm actually uh, privileged um, about it coming out. um, So we'll see what happens. Was it
1: difficult writing it, like kind of going back in time and um, bringing back memories that, you know?
0: You know what? I'll be honest with you. When I started writing it, uh, I recorded everything ahead of time. And you know how your memory blocks out? Your mind blocks out things in your memory. I mean, when I started writing the book, it's 12 chapters. I probably only remembered three chapters right off the top. And as I'm talking about the book, it was just a whirlwind of emotions from my mother passing away to my father passing away right after to you know, the, the 9-11 attack, get uh, the bomb, the, the plane coming into the building to being in Iraq to just, I mean, it, you literally see yourself right then and there. It's kind of like a uh, out-of-body experience where you're just looking at a TV in a movie room where, or a movie screen just in a dark room when you just see yourself reacting to everything that you're doing. Uh, and it's, it can be very emotional. If people haven't written a book, I tell everybody. Uh, again, I'll say, hey, write a book. I'll tell everybody in a, in a heartbeat, write a book. You know, I, I'm, I'm doing uh, my cookbook next and I'm also doing a, a children's book um and um it's 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 an early rele- it's it's a release <laughs> believe me it's a release even if you don't start journaling journaling is also a release it's one of the things I used to do a long time ago but if you get inside of it you can actually express yourself and calm yourself down it's type of it's a type of meditation which I do meditation anyway but it is another type of meditation to kind of that realization with you against you and you for you now this book do you think is going to help people to overcome some of their own issues in life? You know what, uh, absolutely. Uh, 100% is the reason why. I Like I said, again, I tiptoed with the book, um, with HarperCollins, Harper Verizon, and when I had the relationship with them, I was like, you know what, I need to go ahead and go full-fledged regardless of the kickback or flashback or or whatever it's going to be, because I know it will be, uh, because like I said, again, I was very honest with it and I was very raw with it. And a lot of people are going to like it. A lot of people are going to hate it. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't care about the people that don't like it because I know it's going to be a million more. It's going to be like, wow, I needed that. I need it. Same way I go out and talk about suicide awareness or talk about you know sexual trauma or this and that, and they're like, Chef, I need to hear that. So this is a book that not only they need to hear, I need to hear myself because I finally said it out loud.
1: Now, what about some TV shows? I know you can't talk about a lot of the stuff, but what can you, what can you tell about your fans about your upcoming working in TV?
0: So, uh <laughs> Um, you know, people asked me a long time ago. I'm not, I'm an introvert, extrovert. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of stuff on like speaking and all over the place. And I realized to be impactful, you have to be more impactful. And that was one of the ways I was doing it. But as I was doing my things, you know, I'm a very simple guy, but I got a lot of people notice me doing things, and I've got the opportunity to to be able to work with a lot of uh, high-profile people coming up on some TV shows, uh, series that's coming up. Uh should be three coming up pretty soon. Uh, one is getting taped starting next month, uh, and the other two uh, is developing this year. So I'm excited about them. I look for them. Uh, they're going to be... <laughs> they gonna be an eye opener. I, I like comedy. I think comedy is a universal thing because if you make people smile, everybody smiles and laugh with you. But some people frown, other people won't frown. <laughs> so I love the comedy part.
1: That's amazing. So looking back, you know, 2017 when you came in the scene to where you are right now and where you're heading in the future. I mean, how, how would you, how would you describe your, you know, your 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 growth in the in the fitness industry and also just in, in, in entertainment industry.
0: You know what? I'm going to be very honest with you and very direct, um, a blessing, Um, because this industry, and you know this, I had to cut loose a lot of people, uh, family, friends, because it's mindset. People understand, you know, people, some people call me, uh, I'll give you a very simple example. I'm Chef Rush. Yeah, Everybody calls me Chef Rush. I go from Chef Rush to Chef Andre to people trying to call Percival. And it's like, it's it's all about branding. You know, I had to learn these things myself and I had to try to teach people, hey, don't try to be Percival in front of me. I had one guy who was uh, doing a show with me and he wanted to call me by my first name and I was calling him Chef. And after it was done, I said, hey, I don't work with him. But because he knew better. Right. But he was just want to show that we were personal together. And as I'm doing this, I had to do everything by myself. I mean, I had agents, I had lawyers and I was called a serial fire because if I'm working harder than you, there's a problem. If I'm paying you and you're not doing anything. And it didn't last long because I'll have them for like a month or two months. And instead of us being successful together, everybody always wanted to take from the top instead of just working together and us both being successful. And I said, if that's the case, I can do it by myself. So a blessing. I mean, I met Eric, I met, you know, Arnold, and I met some other people that just gave me 100% support and motivation. I mean, and of course, I always had that self-motivation, which you're going to always need, because sometimes, a lot of times, you're just going to be by yourself. And that's the hard part. You know, sometimes you're not going to be able to feed off other people. You know, one of the, the, the hardest thing people don't know, well, the biggest thing people don't know about me is that, My therapy is helping people. That's how I came up with my PTSD, how to combat it, right? Me supporting and helping other people is my support. It's what I came up as a coping tool for me, right? So my success along the way, helping other people just showed me that if you do do the right things, people will notice that. If you are organic, if you are truly who you say you are, people are going to notice that. But at the same time, even if you're fake as hell, people still notice that it still come at you. When, when, I, when I went viral, no one came to me and said, hey, chef, let, let me give you this, 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 and this, and this. And the reason why, because they, they saw a big black guy who was at 320 pounds, and I didn't look very personable. So you know you can control me, right? And I'm the nicest guy in the world, but once you do that little thing to me, I'm like, I'll cut you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's not a nice thing. I, I'm I'm still a military combat vet. I, I've done so many different things and I have to smile because if I frown, everybody's going to say something totally different.
1: Well, Chef Ross, thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. I, I want to wish you the best of luck on the book, obviously. The TV shows are huge, you know. Appreciate it, brother. But, uh, man, honestly, thank you so much. Uh, big fan no, of you yours know, always. No, you know, always a pleasure, brother. And I'm going to see you at the Mr. America competition. We'll be there as well.
0: Oh, so you're going to be there, right? Yeah,
1: we, we did a deal with... Um, gonna support, um, you know, the show with the press basically. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll probably be there myself, but the team is definitely gonna be there as well. So I'll definitely see okay, you. Okay,
0: perfect, perfect. I know that's a perfect platform. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be uh, uh, incredible. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna blow up compared to what it was the first time. I, I know you went there the first time we did. It. it was very small, but people still came up to support. But this time, I mean, Mike is putting his foot down. He's putting his foot in somebody's.
1: chef thank you so much brother i really appreciate your time thank you for taking it today thank
0: you brother. appreciate it man take care visit generationiron.com for even more gi exclusive content on all things bodybuilding fitness combat and strength sports and don't forget to rate review and subscribe to this show on apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are downloaded